conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Life happens with Pinelo Modine. So we are out here in Santon at the Gau train and uh, we stationed here as part of the Department of Transport campaign, the 365 Days Arrive Alive campaign. And on the line with us, because there at the Marlborough station is Ayanda Ali Payne, who's a spokesperson of the Department of Transport. Ayanda, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Ayanda, are you able to hear me? All right, she obviously cannot hear me at this point. We'll try and connect to her. It's probably uh, a line that's a bit jammed because we, we do have a lot of uh, connectivity problems. As you know, when you are outside, things can go wrong. Ayanda, are you now on? Right, I can we'll hear you loud and clear now. Very good afternoon oh. to you and to uh, the listeners. Thank you so much for your time. Good. Absolute pleasure, Ayanda. You out in Marlborough today and, uh, you know, talk to us about today's campaign launch, 365 Days Arrive Alive campaign. We know that this is the, the beginning of the festive season for many South Africans. We know how sometimes reckless we can be on the roads, but we've also got COVID-19 to contend with. 100%. I wish I could be right there with you in studio, but as you know, uh, my colleagues have strewn across different parts of not only Johannesburg, but elsewhere as well. It is a road safety activation that we're up to today. We're at different uh, hotspots in Santon, uh, but we're going to spread far and wide. It involves a number of facets. So we've got the road safety walk that will be taking place, and this is to raise awareness. I think sometimes people forget just the statistics and how alarming they are. I mean, we're looking at about 14,000 people who perish on our country's roads every single year. So just to bring it back on the forefront of people's minds, we'll be taking part in that walk. Remember that uh, repetition does breed memorability, so we can never stop talking about road safety. So we'll also be then having a short program where we're just going to be discussing some of the things that we'll be doing in terms of um, um, activations, in terms of uh, law enforcement, in terms of uh, the focus areas. We are looking at pedestrians this year, not just only drunk drivers. We'll also be focusing on passengers We'll also be making sure that we encourage people to drive during the day, Pamela, not at night, because we've seen a large number of the collisions that take place at night. So it's a very busy day today. We're hoping it will be a fruitful one. And we're looking for tangible results at the end of the festive season where we see a great decrease in casualties. You know, Ayanda, these are all wonderful programs. And, and I think we, we have to reflect on what we have learned and how this is going to have a different impact because those numbers are just so stubborn, particularly at a time like this when it is a festive season. Any learnings that you can share with us from some of the studies that you guys have conducted? Indeed. Like we had mentioned, Pimelo, you know, we're seeing that in the evenings there are less vehicles on the road, but a great number. Uh, in terms of um, the, the collisions that we're seeing. So we are, like I've mentioned, encouraging people to do daytime trips and not evening trips. That's the first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Ayanda, are you still there? Sorry, All right. I'm not sure I, I, if you can hear me. Now, now you're back. Now you're back. Thank you. Uh, does it come and go? I suppose this is, yeah. this is what happens during outside broadcasts. <laughs> pardon me. Yes, so we are looking, yes. yes, indeed. We are also doing awareness in terms of passengers, like I said. We need mm. people to be vigilant when they're sitting um, next to a driver. Make sure that the driver stops every two hours to get the rest that they need if you're doing a long-distance haul. We need you to make sure that the person is alert, that they're not drinking and driving, that they're not drowsy behind the wheel as well. 
So we're also looking at your pedestrians. You know, sometimes we were walking, you're taking a stroll, you're using your earphones or your headphones, and uh, you're not alert to what's happening around you. So we need people not to jaywalk. We're encouraging people not to use their earphones and walk. We're encouraging people to not only just wait until they're behind the wheel of a car for them to be vigilant. Even if you're a pedestrian or a passenger, you have responsibility. Ayanna, just a quick update on people whose licenses still need to be renewed. What is the update from the department? People have got some leeway, am I right? 100%. And I think you mentioned this as well, that it is a festive season. You said in your uh, opening and introduction, people are going to be traveling. Some are going to go to the coast. Some are going to come to inland area. We know a lot of people are going to be on the N1. Um, and mm. so we are saying to them that at least they can have the slight reprieve of knowing that if their driver's license card or their learner's license or even their um, uh, PDTs have expired. They have a little bit of a grace period until the end of August next year. But that's only if they've expired during the COVID period, right? During the 26th uh, of March up until the 31st of December period. And if that's the case, they have a little bit of grace. So use that energy to make sure that your vehicle is roadworthy, to make sure that you've renewed your license disc because that doesn't cover, um, the grace period doesn't cover the license disc. So we are asking people that with this little bit of reprieve that they have in terms of their driving license card, they use that energy to make sure that all other aspects are taken care of it while, of course, they are making uh, efforts to renew their documentation. You also mentioned very quickly, if I may take this opportunity, Pimelo, uh, that we are living in COVID times and this means that you need to make sure that you have hand sanitizers in your vehicle. You must make sure that you have masks. When you get out and try to go to the garage or the, the filling station, you need to make sure that you have your masks on at all times. Let's not relax just because we feel that it's December. Let us not lose our minds. Let's live to see uh, January and make sure that we arrive alive at our destination. Ayanda, how can we hold each other accountable? So in other words, where I don't rely on the law enforcement to be on the road, to be the one enforcing the law, where I, as a citizen, am able to say, you know what, you are being reckless right now. Is there a way in which we can be a part of the solution? So that's exactly what we're hoping to do. And we're hoping that by repeating the message again and again, among other things, that it will really sink in and become part of our psyche as a country, become part of our culture in, in the way in which we enjoy ourselves or entertain other people uh, or host people even. Even if I'm having a bri or a party at my house, it is my responsibility to make sure that my friends are not leaving um, when they're intoxicated. I need to say something. I need to say, my friend, leave your vehicle here. Take an, uh, an e-hailing service provider back home. Or perhaps if I do have the luxury of having a spare room, that that friend of mine should spend the night. I think if we start having those kinds of conversations and that is part of our discourse, then then will we win. Because regardless of how many people we can have on the roads in terms of law enforcement, no amount of uh, states has the capacity to be at every single nook and cranny, every single corner in every single part of the country. That is virtually impossible. So we need people to be the eyes and ears, to be on the lookout, not only for their friends, but also for themselves. How sad it will be, Camilla, for you to attend a friend's funeral, knowing full well that you knew that this person was intoxicated when they left your house, and now they've got run into uh, some sort of disaster they have either passed away in a collision or perhaps have caused the death of somebody else and now uh, their life is on you know on the line because they're facing the, the consequences of their actions you had the power to stop that and to make sure that you care for your friend and you chose not to do that so i think if we can start in enculturating ourselves as uh, people as friends as communities to have these kinds of conversations then and only then 
can we truly win? Government can only do so much, and it must do as much as it can. But when all is said and done, we all have a responsibility. You know, we, we, we've been touching also on COVID-19, and, and you spoke a little bit about passengers as well being just as responsible. And, and I wonder what feedback you're getting from taxi drivers, for instance, because I've seen where passengers just while they're on the trip, so while they were coming in, they were compliant, but while they're on the trip, just kind of take off their masks. What, what feedback are you mm-hmm. getting from the taxi drivers? You know, what we're starting to see, and I must be honest, it's not just with your taxi drivers. I feel like as motorists or road users in general, we are starting to see a little bit of COVID fatigue, right? So whereas in the beginning, we were vigilant, we knew that law enforcement would be out and about. We were very fearful of uh, this outbreak, and we tried as much as we could to adhere to the regulations. Now we are starting to see some people on the roads become more and more lax. We have started to see that, uh, you know, even with this 100% uh, capacity uh, that is permitted for taxis, there are, as you say, those who come into the taxi wearing the mask, and then after five minutes decide it's too hot in here, I'm going to take off this mask, or it's itchy, or, you know, I can't breathe, or whatever the case may be. So I think it's important that we not only speak to the passengers themselves to say, this is not just something that you should take off on, you know, so you can get into the vehicle. It really is a matter of life and death not only your life and death, those of the other passengers and of your family. You might get this virus and show no symptoms whatsoever, but when you get home, Goko may have an adverse reaction to this, and it may even be fatal. So we continue with education campaigns, not only as the Department of Transport, but across the board in government. And then also the key stakeholders, all the single taxi drivers and the operators themselves, we have to continuously reinforce that message. And I think the good thing that we have is a a good um, amicable relationship with the taxi industry where Minister Mbalula meets with the leadership often to really reinforce this message. And uh, we do believe that we are being heard because the last thing that we want is um, a second wave that comes with it, even more stringent um, restrictions that we had seen previously. So it's in all of our best interests that we work together and that we re- adhere to those regulations. And so those are the discussions that we continue to have. But of course, as I mentioned, law enforcement will be out and about, will be making sure that um, there is compliance as much as possible. But then the onus is on us who are in the taxi, the onus is on us who are driving that vehicle to also make sure that people um, adhere to the regulations. Ayanda, there was a lot of talk around rail transportation being problematic recently. Do we have any updates? Will there be more rail available for passengers this festive season? Mm-hmm. Indeed. I think um, one thing that we're particularly excited about is the department, as you would have seen about a week or two ago, Minister Mbalula uh, officially seeing off the first uh, trip, uh, long-distance trip uh, under the COVID mm-hmm. regulations. Shaloza Mail is up and running. There are um, mm-hmm. some areas where it is not uh, going to be operating, but uh, by and large, we are seeing a resumption of the services and the operations there. And we're quite pleased with that. It is a mode of transport of choice for many people who are traveling long long distance. Uh, We've seen people traveling um, uh, already in in the first uh, couple of weeks of this operating. So we're quite pleased about that. It will minimize also congestion on the roads and hopefully minimize uh, casualties on the road in terms of road accidents. So rail is a key, key mode of transportation. If we're going to see a decrease in fatalities on the roads, it is um, pitted as one of the backbones in terms of uh, public transportation. So we are looking at seeing the full resumption gradually, as it were. Short distance, we are seeing one or two um, um, delays here and there, but uh, I think 
what is important mm-hmm. is that the service has resumed, albeit under very difficult circumstances, because we have to look at the numbers of people on the train. We have to look at uh, the areas where there's been vandalism and therefore need for repair. But I think where there's a will, there's definitely a way. And uh, we have seen that there's a will on behalf of Prata to make sure that those services are not only brought back, but also scaled up gradually. Listen, I mean, if if I were a commuter and I've heard nothing that you've said all day, what's the one message that you'd like to leave me with? I think it's important that we are all alive to the realities of what's happening in the country. We are seeing way too many people pass away over things that could have been prevented. This is not a war where we say there was civil war and 14,000 people died. This is not an outbreak of a virus where we say there was a deadly disease and 14,000 people died. These are deaths of people who are breadwinners at home. These are deaths of people who are contributing members of society. These are people's mothers. These are people's fathers. These are deaths that are preventable. 14,000 people who perish in a country in a year because of road collisions is unacceptable. The responsibility Mm. cannot be government alone. Government must make sure that the road infrastructure is up to scratch. They must make sure that there is vigilance um, on the roads and there's police visibility and other law enforcement efforts. Government must play its part. Of course, we cannot negate that. But we as the motorists, we as road users, passengers, pedestrians, have a part to play, and we must play that part if we are going to put a dent in that 14,000 deaths that we see in a year. So if you've heard nothing uh, of what I've had to say, please hear this. Mm -hmm. The responsibility to arrive alive is both mine and it is yours, and we must play our part, lest we be the next casualty. Going to have to leave it there. Ayanda Ali Payne, thank you so much. The spokesperson for the Department of Transport, as we are out here ourselves in Santon at the Gau train. Um, they are out in Marlborough and they will be doing uh, campaigns all around the country. And this is in light of the festive season. We know we are now approaching the festive season, and this is their 365 Days Arrive Alive campaign activation.